You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Okay, hi everyone. Okay, so today we're starting a new teaching series um, for the month of August, actually. Um, our new teaching series for the month of August is titled, the theme is Glow Up. Glow. You know glow, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's essentially all around glowing, all around wellness and um, wholeness. And the anchor scripture for that team is taken from Third John verse two. I'll just go there and then we'll come into our topic for today, okay? All right, so Third John verse two, that's where the glow up scripture is, the theme for the month. It says, beloved, I pray, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health, just as I know that your soul prospers. So all around prosperity. Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper, financial prosperity, and be in good health, physically, mentally, emotionally, otherwise, even as I know that your soul prospers, spiritual prosperity, okay? So for the purpose of our conversation today, we're going to be focusing on financial prosperity. And our title for today is The Bag. The Bag. There's a prefix that usually comes before the bag. You know it. Uh, I'm trying not to say it, but yeah. <laughs> Amen. So our anchor scripture for today. Let's come back to today, okay? Deuteronomy chapter 8 from verse 18. I'm going to be referencing this scripture a number of times as we progress. So I'd just like us to, um, if we can put it up on the screen, Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. That is our anchor scripture for today. So everything that we're going to be talking talking about today is going to be premised on that scripture. It says, and, you sh and interestingly, Toby prayed using the scripture this morning, and we did not, we didn't have any prior conversation about that. So it says, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Yesterday at the prayer session, we were taught how power is not just um, a wave. Power is what? Thank you. Ah, I expected a chorus, so I heard just one voice. <laughs> Power is knowledge, okay? Power is knowledge. So that's our anchor scripture for today. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is him that gives you what? Power to get wealth. So what are we dealing with today? And we're talking about getting wealth. God has given us power to get wealth, all right? So why do we need this power to get wealth? What are we dealing with today? There are two key things. Number one is the world that we're living in is already a pressured world, right? There are so many things happening. Should we count them? Uh, inflation. And interestingly, the inflation is not just in Nigeria. It's actually uh, countries in the world are experiencing inflation. Yeah, so it's not just the it's not just us. Yes, there are problems that are unique to us by virtue of our location in Nigeria, but there are other things that are unique to every other country in the world. So we have inflation. We have what again? The exchange rate. Thank you, FX. And of course, after the pandemic that happened in 2020, the world, the whole world was on lockdown for a few weeks, some for months. And then after then, things sort of like spiraled, right? So some of the things that we're experiencing now is an effect of what happened in 2020, okay? So we are living in a pressured world already as it is. Um, we have the, the FX, 
the inflation, the pandemic that happened in 2020, the political uncertainty, thank you so much. Security issues, it's like you can, every other day there is a security incident somewhere, you know, and these things are getting nearer and nearer to us. Before we used to hear them from afar, right? But now it's getting closer and closer to us as the days go by. And then of course we have the political uncertainties, we have the elections next year. Um, very soon the campaigns are going to start off in full force. So many uncertainties, so many things, so many sounds. Yesterday, Pastor classified them as sounds. And so we're going to come to the point of the kind of sounds that we are allowing into our lives. Okay? But for now, we have, um, what's the word now? We have established that we're living in the world that is filled with pressure. So many uncertainties, financial, economical, political, and all of that. And of course, as a result of these uncertainties, there are, there's a drawdown of fear, right? Um, a couple of companies are undergoing a restructuring. Some people don't know if they will have a job, uh, but if their job is secured, if they will still have the job by the next month, by the next week. There are so many things. Investments are going south. People cannot service their loans. Companies cannot service their loans. And what does this do for us as individuals? It gives right towards fear uncertainty, worry, because you're not sure of what's going to happen next, right? Amen. So what is the solution to this? Coming to the place where we understand that God is our source. Coming to the place where we understand that God is our source. James chapter 1 verse 17 says, every good and perfect gift come from who? from God, from the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Can I get two volunteers, a male and a female? Let's do something quickly. If we don't get anybody, thank you, my darling. I'll call the band people. Please come up. Please, let's celebrate them as they come. Band, give me a male volunteer. Super, come. You don't even know if it's money that we want to share. Okay, it's okay. Okay, please give my volunteers a microphone. No, don't worry. Don't worry. Okay, Titi, stand this way. Super, stand that way. Like, uh-huh. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. So every good and perfect gift comes from who? Please, can we put up that scripture? Thank you. Uh, why is it cut off? Okay. But anyways, every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variation, neither shadow of turning. So I want us to establish that everything that we have, we have what? Received. Okay? It came from who? From God. From the Father of light. Essentially, everything that we have, we have received. Um, Titi, I want to ask you a question, and I'll ask um, Super his own question. So when you were born... Did you come into the world with this Ankara? No. Uh, what about this fine shoe you are wearing? No, no. Okay, so how did you get this dress? Oh, I know you, Titi makes amazing. Yeah. Okay, but tell, okay, let's go with the jean. Yeah, so how did you get the jean? I had CMS. I went <laughs> to the market. So did you get to CMS and you saw the jean? And you just say, Jean, oh yeah, follow me to my house. No, and the I jean paid followed. for it. You paid for it, so you exchanged something. Yes. Thank you. Okay, super. Ah, this is your white sneakers. Ash is given. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, super, tell us about these white sneakers. How did you get it? You bought it? I love the accent. 
<laughs> don't mind, don't mind me. <laughs> okay, you bought it. Okay, uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to ask if it's CMS, but when, <laughs> you guys help me. <laughs> okay, okay. But um, when you when when you got to the place where you bought it, what did you do? Did you uh, explain to us what happened? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, Guy Afa, I like your issue, Afa. <laughs> Um, after fast forward, after the half hours. So after half I paid money. So there was an exchange. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So please hold on, Wes. I'll still come back to you guys. So essentially, Titi exchanged money, value. Super did the same thing as well. He exchanged what? Money, value. So everything that we have, we have received, right? Everything that you have at this point in time, you have received through one of two sources an exchange of value or favor or giftings. So whatever you are wearing is either you paid for it or someone gifted it to you or gave it to you as an act of favor. Fantastic. So we're carried on that. Every good and perfect gift comes from who? From God. Now, Titi, what is your foremost desire? Like God. What? <laughs> you guys be coming down. Let's leave husband matter for this. Not in this service, eh, but okay, let's. Um, if you meet Otelola, for instance, and he says to you, Titi, I want to gift you something, what would you request for? Well, at this stage, I want to, I really want to expand my business, so I will ask for a larger space, you know, and then equipment, and then also I want a car, RAV4. Okay, question for Titi. Have you ever prayed to God about giving you resources for business expansion? Yes, sir. Okay, have you prayed to God about the RAV4? Yes. I want a RAV4 as well, so maybe we should be prayer partners. Okay, fantastic. Super, your turn. Um, you meet Otedola, the same scenario, and he wants to gift you something. What would you ask for? Uh, 300 million. Uh, in what currency? Uh, Powers. Oh, wow. <laughs> Even I was not expecting that. <laughs> okay, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, money. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, I got visions. So, to okay. establish them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. You guys. You guys. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Please. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So, but Super, have you ever prayed to God for that request? Yeah. But not, not, not that guy. Okay, no, not, not Otedala. No, that was yeah. just an example. Fantastic. Yeah. But we have established that you have prayed about it. Yeah. We have established that you have prayed about it. Every good and perfect gift comes from who? From right. God. Um, Titi has asked God about resources for business expansion and for the RAV4. Is God going to throw it down from heaven? No. Is God going to give it to Titi? Through men. So every good and perfect gift comes from God through men to men. Understand? So anything that you have, you are praying or asking God for, whatever request that you are making is in the hands of someone. Because God is not going to throw it down. Of course, if he's God, he can't do that. But it is most likely in the hands of somebody, in the hands of a man. So every good and perfect gift comes from above through men to men. Please, let's celebrate my volunteers as they go back to their seats. Okay, fantastic. So we've established that. I said that to 
enable us to understand that God is our source. Okay? Um, James 1 verse 17 already um, has done an amazing, um, has explained that to us. Everything that we have, we have received. None of us came out of the womb carrying a bada or holding khaki or holding um, whatever, tablet, phone, Bible. We just came as we were. And over time, we got that through exchange of value or as a source of gift or favor. Now, I want us to go back to um, Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. There's something I want to bring out from there, and then we can proceed. Deuteronomy 8, verse 18, we read that earlier. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. And I want us to establish here that power here is knowledge. Power here is ideas, um, witty inventions, light bulb moments. So it's not just... Um, it's telling you what to do, essentially. Ideas. So let me tell us the story. I served in Worry a couple of years ago. Um, and after my youth service, I really wanted to get a job. Work because there's so many oil companies in Worry. So I, I, every morning I'll wake up and I'll go and scatter my CVs abroad. And then I'll be praying and interceding. Father, remember your daughter. You know, because I had also said that I've graduated now. I don't want to be bothering my father again too. Because there are other people that are in school that he's paying school fees for. I wanted to be a good daughter, right? But again, the jobs were not coming. One year after, um, not one year, one month after NYC, two months, three months, ah, the job was not coming. Then on the third month, one day after church, after church, um, someone, so our church, it was, the name of the church is Foursquare, Foursquare Gospel Church. Um, it's in a community called the Beji community, but it's predominantly um, elderly people. So not like, there were people of my age grade at the time there, but it was predominantly elderly people. And these elderly people, they had people abroad, cousins, nephews, nieces. So they will always carry all these fancy gadgets, right? Tablets, um, fancy gadgets essentially. So after service one day, um, I saw a man uh, because we're alive, I don't want to call his name. And he was trying to get someone else, another youth, you know, to help him with his tablet. And then I was passing by, and the other girl said, ah, see copper, ask copper now, because that's what they were calling me, Shabi. I, I served in the church, everybody had seen me with Kaki at some point. Ask copper now, ask copper. And then, and of course I helped him sort out, apparently he was trying to check his email, he got an email. And then when I, Walked, it was after service, I was walking home. And then after I left him, it was like there was a light bulb. You know when you have light bulb moments, it's like there is an illumination that you received. And then it, it was like, so why don't you do this? Right? And so what is the, this there? A number of people in churches, a number of all those older people in churches had these gadgets that they didn't know what to use it for. It was just to open Bible. But of course, there's a lot more that you can do with your tablets, with those phones. And that's how um, my first company started, Mobile Infotech. And it was just info, info technology literacy. So what did I do? Every morning, um, of course, I went to the pastor, told him, and pastor announced it in church. You know, if you need someone to teach you uh, Microsoft Office, how to open your email, all those things that we consider basic for people of our um, age, our demography. You know, but for them, they didn't... They didn't, and the first month I cashed out, second month I cashed out, honestly. And, and then I started um, saying to myself, I was now asking myself that, maybe I was praying for a job some months ago. And then 
just to emphasize the, the, uh, the scripture that, remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you what? Power. So power is knowledge. Power is ideas. Power, creativity, witty inventions. So when we're, are you signaling me? Okay, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Okay, so we need to, we need to, Okay. I was distracted for a bit. <laughs> okay. But I just told that story to illustrate something. You know, remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you what? Power. It is he that gives you what? Ideas. It is he that illuminates your mind. It is he that causes you to see things differently. All right? So that's just why I told that story in essence, the summary of that story. And of course, things expanded from teaching computer, um, teaching people how to use their tablets. Some of the parents started saying, oh, Copper, you teach so well. Um, do you know mathematics? I'm very good at mathematics. Um, biology is a different story. But <laughs> do you know mathematics? You know, come and teach my child math. My English is a different story as well. Math, physics, further math, you got me. So we were like, come and teach my child mathematics. And that's how I started home lessons, you know, just from you know, teaching them how to use their tabs, open an email, open a Microsoft. Essentially, and I was making good money. At some point, my father had to ask me, ah, what's going on? And up until when I left Worry, I was in a good place. And I left Worry because God asked me to, to move. It was time to come to Lagos. And I'm glad I came to Lagos because I won't meet all you amazing people. I won't have met you. Amen. Amen. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives you what? Power to make wealth. So essentially, God is the giver of power to get wealth, all right? And we must remember that at every point in time. God is our source. Let's not allow circumstances and situations to bury what God has um, deposited on the inside of us, okay? Um, can we quickly read Psalms 37 from verse 23 to 26? I'll just read it here because um, time is going. It says, the Lord directs the steps of the ugly, of the godly, sorry. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall. You may stumble. All the FX, uh, devaluation, inflation, all of them are stumbling. It's causing a shift, a little shift in the pocket, right? It says, but for the Lord holds them by hand. The Lord is holding you by hand. Once I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. The godly always gives generous loans. So that is our position. This morning we were talking thought about our location and our position. Always gives general loans to others and their children are a blessing. So there is hope in God. Hmm? Tell your neighbor, hope in the Lord. Hope in Jesus. So God is the source of our hope. Our hope is not in FX. Our hope is not in Nigerian economy. Our hope is not even in Canada. Mm, amen. Amen. Our hope is in our source. Who is what? God himself. So how should God, knowing that God is my source, I'm going to go a little bit faster, okay? So how should knowing that God is my source affect um, my mindset? How should knowing that affect my decision making? Number one, complete and unconditional trust in who? In the Lord. No, if I tell you that I'm going to buy, if I tell Titi that I'm going to buy her era for, what do you think will happen? She'll be looking at me. Can she? Can she not? Can she? Can she not? Right? But if a third dollar tells her, I'll buy you era for, aish, it's signed. Right? Because she knows that what? A third dollar has much more capacity than I do. That's the way we should view God. God, 
is the owner of the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns the earth, everything in it. All right. So he is our source. The owner of this person that we have established that is the owner of everything, we have established that he is our source. So what can he not give to us? Essentially, why should we hope in another? Why can't we have complete and total trust and dependence in the one who is our source? Isaiah 26 verse 3 says that it will keep me what? In perfect peace. Those who trust in the Lord. So our hearts should be our peace. Our hearts should be at peace. Proverbs 3 from verse 3. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all, with all of your hearts. You know, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, do what? Acknowledge him. We have already acknowledged that he is our source. So why can't we trust him? Why can't we have complete and total dependence on him who we have established as our source? Amen. So knowing that God is our source, number one, complete and unconditional trust and dependency on him. Number two, take action. Second Kings chapter four, verse one to seven. I want us to read that scripture. So if you can please put it up. Um, Second Kings chapter four, verse one to seven. And I'll reference um, the story that I have shared earlier as we read that scripture. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slave. Next verse, please. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? Some translations say, what do you have in your hand? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go, borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts and you and your sons shall what? Live with the rest. Amen. So we're talking about taking action here, but we can take only take action based on what we have. When this widow came to meet Elisha, what was the first question she, uh, he asked her? What do you have in your house? And so I'm asking us, what do you have in your hands? For me, the story I shared earlier, because I had an ability or a skill, as it were, you know, and that was what God increased because I used it. So turn to your neighbor, ask your neighbor, what do you have in your hands? What do you have in your hands? Are you using it? Are you using it? Because God can only increase what we use. Remember the parable of the talents. The one that was given one talent, uh, two talents and five talents. You know, and the one that utilized it and they doubled. One went to go and hide it and told one st interesting story. And when the master came, what did the master say? Collect that one that he's hiding and give it to who? Give it to the other one that has utilized the talent. So what do you have in your hands that you are not taking action with? What skills, what skill sets, what abilities, what can you do with what God has given to you? Because every one of us has unique giftings and abilities. There are things that you can do that I cannot do. For instance, I cannot pitch like Damiadika. That's her, that's her, her, her God-given talent. There's something that you can do better, that you can do best. Are you utilizing it or have you gone to hide it in the corner under the bed waiting for 
I don't know what we are waiting for, essentially. But the second point there is what? Take action. Use what you have. Amen? Okay, the third point there is have a solutions mindset. You are the solution. You are the light of the world. What does the Bible say? You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden. Last week, we saw um, all of the amazing presentations that our clubs did. There's a particular club that I'm trying hard not to shade. But, <laughs> but, but again, uh, uh, there's nothing that I can say that can trump all that we saw last week. Okay? I mean, we have come, or we should have come, to the place of understanding, knowing that we are the light of the world. No, knowing that you have been planted. Knowing that you have, you have been called to shine. As light, you don't set up a light and go and hide it somewhere. Luke chapter 6 verse 45 says, A good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what is in your abundance? What do you have on the inside? What, what are you speaking forth? You know, it is out of the abundance of what you have. That's what you say. So do you have a solutions mindset? Or do you have a condemnation mindset? Or do you have a scarcity uh, mindset? You know, scarcity mindset. Now, let me hold this one. Uh, because I don't even know. If the lady, um, the, the woman that said she only had a jar of oil, what if after Elisha gave her that instruction and she said, ah, see this one, I'm telling you that I don't even have money. And you're telling me to go and pour the small oil, you know, that I have. But she obeyed the instruction. She didn't have, she didn't let um, that lack limit her. She didn't let the scarcity limit her. She obeyed the instruction that she got. And of course, she experienced um, abundance as a result. So we need to embrace and have a solutions mindset. Um, the power to get wealth that solves problem. The power to get wealth creates solution. You are the solution. You are God's response to the world. You are God's response to Nigeria. You are God's response to Lagos State. Remember Esther and Mordecai. When Mordecai said to her, Esther, who knows whether God has placed you in this palace for such a time as this? Titi, who knows whether God has placed you in Lagos for such a time as this? Sharon, who knows whether God has placed you in Nigeria for such a time like this? You are the solution. You are the solution. <laughs> Amen. Tell your neighbor you are the solution. You are the solution. Psalm 105, verse 16 to 17, and I'm going to quickly read that in the New Living Translation, just to buttress this point that I have made now. He said, he called for a famine on the land of Canaan, LLT version, cutting off its food supply. Then he sent someone to Egypt ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. Then he sent someone to Nigeria ahead of them, Titi, who he has placed at the LifePoint Church. Then he sent someone to Lagos State ahead of them, Sharon, who he has placed at the Life Point Band. So you need to begin to see yourself as a solutions person. You, begin to, you need to begin to see yourself as one who has been placed for such a time as this. You are living in this time, in this era. You are working where you are working for a reason. You are living where you are living. The neighbors you have, you have them as your neighbors for a reason. God has placed you where he has placed you in every sphere of your life for a reason. So you need to begin to see yourself as a solution and walk in that same light. Remember, you are what? The light. 
you are the light. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify who? Your Father who is in heaven. Amen. And so the fourth thing I want to talk about here is the place of honor and sacrifice. Amen. Psalm 50 verse 5 says, Gather my saints together unto me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. So everything that we have, we have already established the fact that all that we have, we received from God. Every good and perfect gift came from who? From God, through men to men. So we have already established that fact, all right? So what are you now doing with what God has gifted to you? All right? What are you now doing with that which he has gifted to you? We need to allow ourselves or position ourselves in a place where we are periodically being stirred by the Holy Spirit. Being stirred by the Holy Spirit to give. Being stirred by the Holy Spirit to be a blessing to the next person. Being stirred by the Holy Spirit to reach out to other people. So there are so many ways that we can give. We can give arms. We can give stuff to people. Of course, we can give offerings and seeds in church. Um, we can give to our parents and our parent figures. We can give to our friends in church. Amen. Amen. You can give to the Life Point Band. <laughs> Amen. You can give to the ushers. Um, you can give to your friend, to your neighbor, your security guard. That security guard that is always looking at you when you're coming back, carrying a banner nylon. And he's always looking at you, looking at you. You can call him one day and gift him an apple. Or give him a plate of rice when you cook rice on Sunday. All right, but we need to have that consciousness and be in that place where we, um, we understand and we recognize that all that we have received, we should also endeavor to what? Bless others with. We should also endeavor to what? To give to others. We should also endeavor to be in that place where we, we bless others with what God has given to us. So sacrificial giving should be the lifestyle of a God chaser. If we read Mark chapter 12 from verse 41 to 44, we're not going to read it, but it talks about the widow. Um, Jesus, the Bible says Jesus sat down. I'm not sure how that scene played out because I tried to imagine it, but I'm not sure how it played out. But what Bible says is that Jesus sat down and he was observing people. He sat by the treasury. Essentially, it's just like sitting by the offering box, yeah? And he was observing people, um, life point context, we may not be able to relate because we pass the offering bags around. Anglican church then, offering bag used to be in front. I grew up in an Anglican church, so I can tell you. And wherever you are seated, you have to make your way, dance to the front, you know, and come and, and give your offering. That's like the closest I can, maybe, so maybe Jesus was sitting somewhere in front, and he could see people dancing, you know, making their way to come and give their offerings. So that's the closest I can use to, um, when I was trying to picture what happened in that scene. You know, and people were dropping huge sums, you know, a lot of money. But Bible said a, a widow dropped her coin, you know, dropped her might. And then Jesus was saying, oh, this widow has given, this widow has given, I, assuredly I say to you that this poor woman has put in more than all those who have what given to this treasury, okay? Because I believe that that giving was coming from the place of sacrifice. Gather my saints together unto me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Was it David that said, I will not give to the Lord that which did not cost me something? What are you giving to God? Is it costing you something? Is it costing you something? Or is it out of the remnant of the remnant of the remnant? And of course, some of us may not have had the best examples, you know, coming up. When I say coming up, like growing up, there's so many stories in my head. But <laughs> you know, how you get your Sunday offering and all of that. 
you know, but we are here now, so let's talk about them now. So what are you giving to God now? Is it costing you something? Amen. Okay, so as God chases us, we should live um, a lifestyle of sacrificial giving. Um, as this is the key for us to unlock numerous blessings because God has given to us. So why not give to others? So when I say others here, I already, I've already mentioned instances of people that you can give to, not just the church. You know, look, look at your streets, look at your neighborhood, look at your office, that cleaner in your office. Look inside where God has positioned you, where God has placed you. Remember, you have been placed there for such a time as this. You are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Is your light shining through that place that you have been planted? Amen. Uh, Proverbs 11 verse 24, New King James Version says that there is one that scatters yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to what? Poverty. Um, so are you withholding? Parable of the talents, are you holding on to the giftings or are you giving them out? Or are you releasing them as God has given them to you? And then the final point here, which we have already mentioned, is to recognize that all that we have, we have received from God. We mentioned that earlier when we talked about God being our source. Um, the purpose of what we have received is for us to, not just to live a good life. Yes, we have been called to live a good life. But after you've lived the good life, after you've bought the private jets, after you've bought the Lamborghini, what next? Hmm? Relocate. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So the full life is not just about acquiring uh, things. Of course, it's okay to acquire things. I mean, it's good to live a good life, buy the private jet, buy the uh, Lamborghini, the good cars, and all of that. But let's remember that this thing that we have received, it is also for a purpose. All right? Yes, we are. it's okay for us to live the good life, enjoy, have a good house, have a good car, and all of that. But let's also remember that what we have received, the fullness, the definition of the full life is not just the life that pleases us. It's also the life that pleases God. All right? So are you, all that you have received, uh, that shall remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives the what? Power to get wealth. So the wealth that you have received, is it pleasing to God? You know, or have you gotten to that point where, you know, God has given you the power and you've gotten the wealth and it's like, God, day or day, make a day my day. You know, is, it the, is the wealth now causing a shift or a separation between you and God? Um, there's this saying that uh, some people is when they have money, that's when you know their true color. You know who they truly are, you know. Uh, because when they don't have the money, they are committed. They can come to church. They can do anything. Um, they can be good neighbors, you know. But once the money comes like this, it's a different story. It's a different personality. I know we are not that kind of people. No, not at life point. We are not those kind of people. Amen. So remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives thee what? Power to get wealth. So after we have gotten this wealth, you know, we have prayed to God and God has given us power. He has given us knowledge. Um, our eyes of understanding is flooded with light. We've received ideas. We've received illumination, you know, and then we start getting this wealth. We need to know how to keep it as well, right? And so we're just going to breeze through um, some 
financial management tips, a quick breeze through because um, our time is almost up. And the first thing I want to talk about here is budgeting. Amen. Who knows what a budget is? Yes, please, what's a budget? Yes. Sorry? I had expenses. Okay, thank you. Okay, so he said it's a report of your expense and your income. So budget, budgeting is actually, it actually helps your planning, right? So that you are not working along CMS and you see a fine jean like the one that Titi is wearing and you enter and buy. And the next time you are going along one shop at Admiralty and you see super type of sneakers and you enter and buy. And because uh, the money is there, right? Let us spend it. But budgeting just helps you to plan your resources. It helps you to allocate the resources that you have. So if you have, um, your income is like 100%, for example, you can decide that 10% is going to my food for the month, 20% is going to my um, rent, or 30%, depending on where you're living, or 40%, as the case may be. Um, but yeah, all the financial people have sort of like established uh, percentages, allowable percentages of what should go where. So to live a good life, this percent should go to your feeding, this percent should go to your, um, your housing, your rent, you know, entertainment, all of those things. Essentially allocating resources to those things so you don't spend over. Because you have the money in your account, you don't think that, oh, there's money. Boys, let's go out this weekend. Drinks on me, you know. And then on Sunday morning, your eyes, your eyes will be open. And then you'll be like, what's going on here? So it's essential for us, um, as a planning tool, have a budget. It will help you to allocate your resource, uh, resources accordingly. The second tip here is live within your means. Tell your neighbor, live within your means. Don't let social media media you. All right? Um, don't let all the bling bling. Uh, don't let the influencers influence you wrongly. Because we actually have people that are influencing people the, the right way and the godly way. So don't let influencers influence you wrongly. Learn to live within your means. If you can afford a house in Yaba, live in Yaba and be thankful to God. If you can afford Banana Island, by the grace of God, live there and be thankful to God. But know what you can afford and live within your means. And of course, the third tip I'll talk about is investments. Um, have a diversified investment portfolio. Um, yes, a number of things have happened in the last couple of months as a result of um, the downturn that happened in 2020, the lockdown. So some people have vast investments at the moment. But speak to someone, speak to an advisor, speak to an investment advisor, speak to someone that is knowledgeable in that area and let them guide you so that you can make um, those decisions. Amen. So have a diversified um, investment portfolio and if possible, have diversified income stream so that your income is not just coming from one source. Amen. 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 Have we learned something today? Okay, please let's rise so that we can pray. Our time is on. So this prayer you are praying for yourself. At the beginning of the message, we ask that we pray for our neighbors. Um, but this time around, I want you to pray for yourself. So I want you to just begin to talk to God. First of all, thank God for you. I want you to just go ahead and thank God for you. 
thank God for the power to get wealth, which he has given to you. The power to get wealth, which he has given to you. Um, thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives thee what? Power to get wealth. Let's thank God for this power that he has given to us. Let's thank God for this power that he has given to us. Let's thank you for a release of this power. And let's say, Father, that he would help us to break free of every hold of fear, every hold of lack, every hold of uncertainty. There's so much noise. There's so much sound excuse me there's so much noise there's so much sound all around all right we're just going to pray father that you will give us the grace to break free you know from all of these sounds all of these uncertainties political uncertainties economic uncertainties insecurity issues inflations all of these things give rise to fear but God has not given us the spirit of fear he has given us power spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind so we have a sound mind a mind that is illuminated the mind of Christ the mind of Christ that's what we have and let's just pray that father in this season Lord that you give us the capacity to recognize and harness opportunities he is the one that is giving us the power give us the ideas give us the insights as we receive these insights as we receive these instructions as we receive these ideas we run with them in the name of Jesus as we receive these instructions as we receive these ideas we run with them in the name of Jesus we receive capacity to recognize our opportunities in the name of Jesus receive capacity to recognize our opportunities in the name of Jesus to see clearly the things that the Lord is showing us in the name of Jesus we are positioned to hear the things that God is saying to us concerning our finances concerning the wealth that he has given to us in the name of Jesus we are positioned to hear him clearly we are positioned to hear him clearly we are positioned to hear him clearly in the name of Jesus and as we receive these ideas we obey just as the widow received the instruction from Elisha and she obeyed as we receive these instructions from God we obey, we step out we take action in the name of Jesus yes because we have recognized God as our source and so we have also recognized that every good thing that we have comes from him through men to us and so as he speaks to us oh, concerning these resources that he has committed to our hands as he gives us instructions we run with them in the name of Jesus we run with them in the name of Jesus we run with them in the name of Jesus in Jesus name we have prayed and finally in the scriptures there's a place where Paul was writing and then he was saying um, what shall separate us from the love of God and then he mentioned a number of things uh, you know and so I'm asking us this morning, what shall separate us from the love? What shall separate you from the love of God? What shall separate me from the love of God? Will money do that? Will money separate you from the love of God? I want you to make a commitment to God this morning that as he blesses you with these resources, as he gives you power to get wealth, as he gives you power to obtain wealth, that this wealth will cause you to be firmly rooted in him, recognizing that he is your source, recognizing that he is your sustainer, recognizing that he is the only one who is able to give you this power. In the name of Jesus, I want you to pray that, Father, as you give me this power to get the wealth, 
It will not take me away from your presence. It will not take me away from you. Instead, it will cause me to be firmly rooted in you. In the name of Jesus. It will cause me to be firmly rooted in you. In the name of Jesus. I gave mastery over this wealth that you are committing into my hands in the name of Jesus and I receive the knowledge to use them accordingly in the name of Jesus I will not be a waster of resources I will not be a waster of resources but every resource as the good steward that I am as the good steward for the father that I am every resource that the father has committed to my hand and is committing to my hand I would utilize it effectively to his own praise and glory in the name of Jesus men deliver father we thank you father we thank you Lord Jesus we give you all of the thanks and praise we thank you this morning for reminding us that you are our source oh Jesus we thank you this morning for reminding us that you are the one that gives us power to get wealth we thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you have reminded us this morning. We ask in the name of Jesus that as we receive this world from you, that we will be good stewards. We will utilize them properly and accordingly to your own praise and glory. In the name of Jesus, the rest of the week, the rest of the month, the rest of the year, Lord, we declare that they are blessed for us. Lines are falling onto us in pleasant places. In the name of Jesus, we declare that the works of our hand is blessed. In the name of Jesus, wherever we are, we will shine as the light that we are, as the light that you have called us to be, to your own praise and glory. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.